0: Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Brilliant. So let's get the man I've got up before we do. Andrew is the chairman of our trustees. This man carries a lot of spiritual weight. Um, So have your notepads ready and your pens handy, um, ready to receive. He's going to be preaching on the glory falling in this place. So yeah, let's give it up for Andrew. I was promised a new microphone. Simon broke it. So, you now this morning there'll be, uh, there'll be a couple of groups of people. One group will be very disappointed I'm not wearing shorts. One group will be very pleased I'm not wearing shorts. Um, whoever you are, if you'd like to speak to my uh, long-suffering style counsellor, Mrs. Brown. When you've been married a long time, there are certain questions that aren't questions. All the ladies are going, we know those questions. Like, are you wearing that? (laughs) Is not a question. (laughs) Getting that wrong can cause you some problems. So I've got the preacher's shirt as well. And I'm here to bring what I believe is a word for the church. It fits in incredibly. I mean, sort of. Sandy's preached half the sermon already, which is fantastic. Been real confirmation about, and 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 even what Ali is talking about. What Ali has talked about there is that there are God is blessing. We're moving ahead. Things are going on. We sit down regularly and talk about, you know. The senior leadership team meets the trustee team, and the the interaction there is fabulous, and it's terrific, and it's challenging. And this morning, I want to talk about how God's glory comes into that situation. We need God's glory in our lives. We need God's glory in this place. And we can know that. We can experience that in our day-to-day lives, in our corporate worship, in the things that we are doing as we spread out, in all of those services, in all of those events. So this morning, open your hearts, be ready to receive. Use this next 20 minutes or so, because I've only got 20 minutes, because Ali overrun To hear from God so the title of my sermon as I've said is Lord let your glory fall Lord let your glory fall and I want to introduce this this uh, there's a song that Don said oh you're showing sure your age Matt Redmond Matt Redmond exactly there'll be a lot of you going who's that but there's a song he Put together, so it's a song I know really well, and it's called Lord, Let Your Glory Fall. So we're going to play it. If you know it and you want to stand, you want to sing, if you want to sit, whatever. The chorus is the chorus that we're, the verses we're going to look at out of 2 Corinthians. You are good. You are good, and your love endures. You are good. You are good, and your love endures today so let's play that we're going to listen to that and then we'll unpack a few things around the story and apply it to how how can that apply to us today all right thanks so if you want to stand, stand you are good Your glory came You are good. You are good. today okay if we can wind that down you are good you are good and your love endures that's not a complicated prayer that's not a verbose prayer that's not a difficult prayer But that, as we will see, is the prayer that we can pray. And when they prayed that prayer, God's glory falls. So we're going to be digging into uh, 2 Corinthians. And before we do, I just want to emphasize, and this fits into something that, that Kate was talking about last week. Kate was talking about hearing God's voice. And she said that one of the first things you'd stay when you're looking at hearing God's voice is reading God's word. And we encourage reading God's word every day. Make a time. We talked about the chair. Find a place. If you can do it first thing in the morning, do it first thing in the morning. I'm a convert to that. You know, this old guy learned that actually he didn't know enough. This old guy learned that you had to keep looking at things. And if you come in with an expectant heart, you will see things and find things, and God's word will speak to you. But he won't if you don't do it. I know it sounds a bit simple, but we have been part of a pod for quite a while now. So, where's Paul? Is Paul out? Paul out with the. So, Paul's the champion in our pod of choosing where we're going to read next. So we've been in this pod, myself, Rob Brown, who many of you will know, and Paul, and we do a chapter a day. Well, you're supposed to do a chapter a day. Certain people are a bit uncontrollable and do more and run away. But anyway, we're supposed to do a chapter a day with a commentary. And for some reason, and I don't think it was particularly deliberate, but maybe, I don't know, we hadn't done one and two chronicles. And then people said it. that's my favourite book they're my favorite books and if you haven't read chronicles for a while you're sort of thinking really because one chronicles chapter one is quite hard work lots of lots of names but again if you look at it and go this is going to be hard work i'm not going to go for this then guess what it'll be hard work if you say lord speak to me bless me Show me something, whether it's about you or character or events or what it might be. So we've been looking at 2 Chronicles. And as I was reading 2 Chronicles and uh, uh, Second Chronicles, and I read these passages and it just hits me. As we hear about and we read about God's glory falling... And I know that I'm going to be speaking in you know, a little bit ahead of that, and I think this is the message, this is where it comes from. Lord, let your glory fall. So to just give it a bit of, a bit of, a bit of context, we're talking about Solomon initially. And just to reference a sermon that Simon preached a few weeks ago, Simon preached about David. You're not perfect, and you don't have to be. David made mistakes. David was a warrior. He was the warrior king. That was what he was made to be. And as Simon explained, uh, David, King David, should have been out fighting. It was wartime. I know it sounds a little bit odd, but springtime in those days was often battle time, wartime, territory time. And David went nah, not going this year and there was a real lesson there about when you've got a gift and you've got a job to do you need to do it if you slack away, that's when you're open to attack and that was exactly what happened with David saw Bathsheba and it went from there and the sin and what went on was terrible and they had a child that died without a name But then they had another child, Solomon, King Solomon. And Solomon was a real contrast to his father. His name, in fact, means to be quiet or to be peaceful. Now, King David wanted to build a temple. He wanted to build a temple for the Lord to contain the Ark of the Covenant. And if you want to hear about the Ark of the Covenant... Reference back to a sermon that Ali preached. I'm actually mentioning one or two sermons that have been preached. And I do that for a reason. I think that we get some teaching sometimes, I'd like to think this will be part of it, where we sort of have half an hour on a Sunday morning and you go, oh, that was really, yeah, 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 that really meant... And then you go, what did he preach about last week? Yeah, we, sort of, we sort of get it and we digest it and how often do we go back to it and I just think of some of the sermons I've heard over the last six months of this year you know, Ali talked about the tabernacle and the ark and the detail and all of that and I say I've mentioned Sam I mentioned Kate at the men's meeting Josh, Josh preached about authority and I believe everybody who was there heard something that really made them think That authority means responsibility. That authority means love. That authority means being in... If you're not in authority over yourself, how can you be in authority over anybody else? Really strong, powerful messages. They're online. Go back. Look at them sometimes. Listen to them again. If you're a journaler, make sure you take some notes. So Solomon was told he was going to build a temple. His dad, David, God says, you, you've killed too many people. You've shed too much blood. It's just been, you're not the guy I want to build my temple. Solomon, your son's going to do it. So Solomon is the guy who's going to build the temple. But before he does, he hears from God. So again, we have, another, we have a scenario where he hears from God. And hopefully there's a verse on there coming up. Because I, I haven't written it down, but it's here. So that night, God appeared to Solomon. Here's another way. It doesn't happen to many people. It's never happened to me, I'll have to say. God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give to you. Now there's a question. If you were asked that question, I wonder what your answer would be. Maybe your mind flicked back to something like, I don't know, Aladdin and the genie, you know, your three wishes. What, what do you want? Solomon was asked that question. And his answer which comes up, give me wisdom. Give me knowledge that I might lead this people who is able to govern this great people of yours? He didn't ask for riches, he got them. He didn't ask for power, he got that. He asked for wisdom, to be wise, to think, to be able to lead this people, because this was going to be some task. And then God blessed him. God blessed him. And he then went on to start the plans for the temple. It's going to be great. Our God is greater than other gods. Who is able to build a temple for him? Since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him. So he knew that this temple was going to be a representation and that the ark was going to be there, but he knew that God was bigger than that temple. God is bigger than this place. God is bigger than our lives. He's a great God. A great God. But the plans are made, and as you read 2 Chronicles, sorry, as you read through, you will see they start to build and everything is ready. So part of God's glory falling was a plan. There was a plan to build. A plan to build. And, I think in true rock style, there'd be a run sheet. What do you think? Do you think there'd be a run sheet? Hey, I think they had a WhatsApp, oh well maybe, hang on. If they could have had a WhatsApp group, they'd have had the temple preparation WhatsApp group. What do you, yeah? And then it would have been split into other subdivisions of the WhatsApp. I'm joking a little. But not a lot. Because this is... This didn't just happen. The events that led to God's glory falling did not just happen. The plans, the way it was built, the people who built this place, the craftsmen... Everything was set out. Everything was set out. Everything was planned. There were plans. People were committed. People knew their jobs. People knew what they were going to do. People knew what they weren't going to do. I imagine the equivalent of Ali was there saying, "Guys, your job's that job, not this job. I need you to be doing this job. We all need to be doing the step." You know, I'm just you know, reference to what Ali said, we have jobs that we need to do. We have tasks that are allotted to us that God says, "That's you. I want you to commit to that. Let's make sure that we do. Let's make sure that we do." So the people committed the jobs. Everything was ready. The temple was almost ready to be open. There was one thing missing, which at that point was the ark the ark of the covenant had to be brought in had to be brought into the temple so they brought everybody together we brought everybody together and as it says the trumpeters and singers joined in unison this is some worship session coming up some worship session coming up as with one voice To give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. He is good. His love endures forever. He is good. His love endures forever. I reckon it was loud. I hope it was. I like it loud, personally. The louder, the better. I don't think those trumpets were... Yeah. I reckon those trumpets were absolutely blasted out. I reckon those drums were absolutely thumped. I reckon those cymbals were absolutely clashing and bashing. And there might have been one or two people there. go, Ooh, a bit loud. I don't like this loud. Ooh, it's a bit loud. It was phenomenal loud. If they'd had the mixing deck, if they'd had the big stage, it would have been done like that. And actually, they'd then planned to do something else, but then something unbelievable and fantastic happened. Because God's glory fell. God's glory fell, as we we can read. Because praise goes up, God comes down. Praise goes up, God comes down. Praise goes up, God shows up. When we worship, as we've done and we're going to do again today, It's not just because it's a good thing to do. And the first thing is, we don't worship God for his glory to come down. We worship God because he's worthy. We worship God because he is worthy of all our praise and all our thanks for all that he's done for us. But just as Josh said last week about his little girl gives him something, you can't help giving something back when you're a dad. God can't help. We praise him. Praise goes up, God comes down. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Boom. The run sheet, gone. Because God's presence meant God took over. If you want to know what revival is, God takes over. We have our plans and we put them in place and we prepare, God takes over. God comes in, God takes over. And what happens here is God takes over. Now sometimes the presence of the Lord, we'll read in the Old Testament, was was frightening, was fearful. It was something to be, people were terrified. This wasn't. I believe that when the glory of God fell here, as people call it, the Shekinah glory, we could, you could see it, you knew it. It was an incredible experience for everybody there. Everybody was just wiped out by that. God's glory fell. Praise goes up. God comes down. We need to send God's praise up, in anticipation of God's glory, coming down into our lives. He is good, His love endures forever. And I think it's important that we look at some of the things that happened here. As I say, there was a plan, there was preparation. There was purification, there was prayer, and there was praise. And there again are essentials. If we want God's glory, we need to be in those places, we need to be doing those things. God does break through in amazing ways at times when we don't expect. But if we look at the plan here, there are things we need to do. We need to be ready, we need to be prepared. We need to be pure. We need to be getting control over things in our lives that we know don't do us any good, that don't help us, that are a blockage, that we can control. We need to take authority over. We need to pray. And we need to praise. We need to praise. So that happened. God's glory came down. And in chapter 7, it happens again. It's happening again. This is, in chapter 7, this is the grand opening. The arrival of the ark in chapter 5 was a preparation. It wasn't the main event. This was the grand opening. This was the big firework display. This was the cutting of the tape. don't think they cut any tape, but you know what I mean. This was the moment where they opened the temple. And what happened? When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven. So the sacrifices, there's fire. Confirmed, and sorry, consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. Again, the people could not, whatever it was they'd planned, whatever was going to happen next, it had to wait. Because God said, you need to feel my presence, you need to know my glory, you need to live in that glory and love that glory, and then we can move on. And then we can move on. Experience the glory first. They must have been amazing services. They must have been amazing times. I know we're talking a long time ago. And they were. But let's remember we are in the Old Testament here. And so once... The glory had gone, in the sense, the, the cloud had gone and everybody got on with everything else. Well, in chapter 7, there's then a very, very bloody scene because there's sacrifices, bulls, sheep, goats, or whatever. Because remember that God's grace shed blood had not happened. So we had to go back in those days to the, the Holy of Holies, the priest going in once a year, the shedding of blood. All the blood that is shed in this ceremony, unlike one drop of Jesus' blood. One drop of Jesus' blood was enough to save us, to open the way for us, for grace, for peace, for salvation, for changing our lives. So if you want to ask the question, what about today? Because this is all, yeah, a very interesting story, Andrew, you know, and yes, you tell it well, and it's all about all of these old days. Well, it's, what about 2023? Is this glory for today? Is this glory for you? Is it for me? And the answer, yeah. The glory is for you, it's for this church, it's for God's people today. God hasn't changed. God hasn't withdrawn his glory. His glory is still here and ready for every one of us. Now, you may feel, well, I don't know about that. I don't feel like the sort of person who who could share in God's glory. Isaiah says you're wrong. Isaiah says you were wrong. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. God's glory can be seen in you. You show and reflect God's glory yourself. You are made. If you want to know what glory looks like, look at the people here. Because you are the reflection of God's glory. You carry God's glory. You know God's glory. You share in God's glory. So is this glory for today? Yeah. You bet. Do you want this glory? Yeah? Then we need to ask God for it. We need to recognize it. We need to accept it. We don't need to... It's not a historic thing that we push away and say, Well, you know, we have some nice times sometime." God's glory... Is for today. It's for each and every one of us, whether you're here or you're online, let God's glory fall. Because when God's glory falls like that, and if the band want to come up, that'd be brilliant. God takes over, that's revival. God takes over, that's revival we've sung about revival today, I think we're talking more about revival than I've heard for a long time and I don't think that's an accident, I don't think it's a coincidence I don't think it's a mistake it's because we stand on the edge of a revival revival is coming and we want to be part of that, we want to be taken into that and revival means God's glory will fall will fall on each one of you, you will know His glory in your life, his power in your life, his presence in all that you do. And now I want that to be our prayer. Each one of us to say, Lord, let your glory fall. Lord, let your glory fall. It's not over. It's not in the past. Lord, let your glory fall today. Today. Let's know that glory. We're gonna sing, I like to stand. We're gonna sing about God's goodness. I love you, Lord. Your mercies never fail me. You know what? As we sing this song, and we think you are good and your love endures, ask God for his glory to come down on your life today. Amen? Amen.